0: Hello and welcome back to the Butter Pie Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver. Today I'm joined by big podcast favourite, Tom. Hello. And uh, we're also joined by Jack, who's become a, uh, another favourite of mine over the past couple of weeks.
1: Hello. How are, How are we? we
0: both boys?
1: I'm all right, mate. How are you? <laughs> it's
0: good after last night, mate. Honestly, what, what a night. What a night. How are you, Tom? How's the head?
2: Yeah, I've just woken up from a sleep, actually. I needed a bit of a power nap after yesterday, but it was all brilliant, wasn't it, really? It was uh, just the the night we all hoped for. Absolutely. Um, Before we go on to
0: last night, I do want to touch on Derby for a quick minute or so. I know know listeners will probably want us just to skip straight to Blackpool. Um, Yeah. But to be fair, comparing it against yesterday's performance, it was a bit like chalk and cheese, really, weren't it? Because Derby, Derby weren't weren't good at all. And you know what? I was nervous for Tuesday night after watching us against Derby. I don't know what you
2: boys are thinking. Yeah, I think um, it was kind of the chalk and cheese, really, like the performances. We played like Derby did on Saturday last night, really. Um, it was just never got going on on Saturday. Um, obviously, the sending off for Lindsay didn't help, but even when it went to 10, <coughs> ten, uh, ten aside, we didn't really improve. We probably got worse, if anything. So, so um, it wasn't a good performance. And like you say, I was a bit worried afterwards about... Um, about the game on Tuesday but thankfully they turned up
0: mm-hmm. Um so obviously Liam Lindsay getting sent off that's his what second in like the past three games where he's played I mean that can't be that can't be good as a player right Jack you can't really be having someone who's getting sent off twice in three games because it's a bit of a liability yeah
1: but you know Liam Lindsay has been good in some games but in those games he's played well in, we, even when he's played you know not so well we haven't won a game with him starting someone pointed that out forgot who it was but yeah um, to get sent off though twice in three games is utterly utterly ridiculous I don't get how you do that just how re- you you you, you no, I don't think people understand just how reckless you have to be to do something like that and he was he was so stupid for doing that. You know, he should never have done what he did. You know, you, you could say Coventry was harsh, but I don't think so looking back. But, it, but this one was clear red to me. It, it was just play stupidity from Liam Lindsay. And, you know, it, I think it speaks volumes about him. You know, he has been good in some games, but like I said, we haven't won a game with him in with him starting. So what is it really, is it really, you
2: know, beneficial?
0: Do you agree, Tom?
2: Yeah. He's had some good games recently as well, to be fair, like Forrest stands out, but he's just got caught wrong side of uh, Tom Lawrence, just a simple ball over the top, really, that he's not been able to deal with. And, uh, he's had to drag him down and it was just not unexpected, which is the worrying thing. Um, and it was a shame for him because he's probably not going to be trusted by Low if he keeps doing things like that. So, yeah, I agree that both the red cards probably were red cards for Lindsay and mm-hmm. it's not really helped in his cause, is it? No, it's not at all. And for the derby match,
0: Ryan Low went to a four-three-three, which I'm not sure uh, I was expecting. Never mind you two. Um, with obviously Lindsay and Rafferty yeah. starting, which were the two shocks. Um, yeah. Rafferty's obviously out of contract in the, at the end of the season, so I think maybe Lowe was putting him there maybe to you know play play for a contract potentially. Um, do you think Joe Rafferty in that game warranted? a contract after his performance?
2: <laughs> got oh, to uh... that. <laughs> no, it, uh, oh, I, I do. Like, I really think he does put a real shift in. Like, he'll always be committed into challenges. Um, he'll always put in 100%, but he just isn't good enough for the championship. And it's it's no disrespect on him. Um He's given it his all. Every game he's been involved in for the last probably three years now. He's been here on the left, on the right. But we just lacked so much on that side. Like, you, if you're playing a 4-3-3, three, three, you, you need your, your full-backs to be getting forward. And Hughes was the same, to be fair, on the other side. And I'm a massive fan of Hughes, but they both just didn't really get up the pitch. <clears throat> Which... Kind of limited us going forward, and with um, Archer, Ched, and Reese all being quite narrow, we just had no width given um, by by the fullback. So, no, I think everyone's expecting him to just see his contract out, and everyone will wish him well, and hopefully, he can find a club and do well there. Because there's a player in there, probably just not a championship level, but no. I think everyone would agree that he probably just isn't quite good enough.
0: Jack, do you agree?
1: I've got to agree, honestly. And I feel sorry for him because he does he does seem like he's out of his depth at this level. He's definitely I I, I definitely think he'd make a very good League One player. And you know, that's where we got him from from Rochdale. And perhaps and you know, perhaps when he was playing at Rochdale, he was playing a little bit at a higher level then. And, um, you know, I mean, injuries and all that haven't been good to him. So I do feel sorry for him in that respect. But you, when you've got it's all about how you bounce back. And he hasn't. Every time we, he's coming to the side, we never look like we're going to win. Have we won a game with him in the side? I don't think we yeah, have. Yeah, of course
2: we have. Yeah. Have we, we must have. We what must would Joe after? In, in the past, I think he'd been to season. I don't know. I meant it this be- season. I meant this season. Oh, this season?
0: No, well, he's not played that
2: much this season. I, I
0: remember Swansea when he scored. I think we beat Swansea, did we?
1: No, we drew that one. All oh, right. We, we must won.
0: have won. We must have won at least one. Oh, we've, uh, when,
1: when he's been here, we've won, I think we've won plenty of games when he's been here in the side, but I meant this season, like when he has played. I, I never thought when he... I've always thought when he's been in the side, okay, this isn't a good lineup. Because he's in it. Right. And you know, that sounds harsh. And <laughs> that sounds harsh, but it's the truth, if I'm honest. He's not quite been up to that level since he's come back from injury. And, you know, like I said, I, I feel sorry for him in that respect, but he, he doesn't stay on for me next no. season.
0: Well, for me, um Rafferty's used to playing as a flat four. Um he's used to playing right back or um well, he got played left back. So in that sense, to be fair to him, he did all right at left back for a couple of games. Um, I think he limits us going forward, and I don't think he fits low system at all. To be fair, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as, as you both both uh, both said, then I, I do think that his level is League One. He's not he's not a Championship player, um, and I do think he, I do think he'll get a League One side um so yeah. I, I I can't see the club really offering him anything um yeah. so I do I, I do I do hope that he uh, well if he does leave and somebody he does get a uh, a good move because what when he's coming he's he, he's played he's played to the like heights of his ability you, you can never say that Joe is not really not really you know
1: he's never right like, yeah yeah he, he, yeah he's he's, he's, had, not, hes had his good games. Definitely.
0: He, he always gives 100%. But, I mean, it's just not at the championship level for me. Um, but, yeah, that, that was pretty much all I can really gather from Derby. It was just a, it was a poor day at the races. Um, and that left me with a bit of worry going into Tuesday night if I didn't, if I didn't need anything more to worry about. Um, but the second I, I stepped into the stadium... Uh, Deepdale, it was—I don't know. There was just something about it that made me think. You know what? This is good. This is special because second we got in there, it was loud. Like I've before before the game even kicked off, I was thinking, Jesus, this is like this is Deepdale. This is the loudest I've ever heard Deepdale, and I, I like to point out one of the things. I know I know the Philly flag, and. Um, the new flag on the cop went flying around uh, before kickoff. But the main thing for me at kickoff was when um, "Wise Men Say" came on as the players walked out, and every almost every single fan stood up and sung it. And I've I've never seen that at a detail, really because we don't usually sing along to that song. But I think the passion and you know wanting to create a, an amazing atmosphere. it... it Every, everyone just got on board with it. And you know what? I think I think that should be, you know, a staple of what we do, even in, like, our next few home games. And we just get Wise Men's Day and get every fan singing it. Because I know a couple of fans on uh, social media always went on about, we need a song, like, to, to, to get the place, you know, lifted before the game, to, you know, build the atmosphere. Because I know... Sheffield Wednesday have theirs, you know. West Brom, there's always been. Oh, Preston should have one. And I mean, listening to wise men say getting sung around Deepdale was special, and I really think we should, you know, carry that on into, you know, future games and sing that before the games. That's just that's just my opinion. I don't know
1: what. I I, I absolutely either. agree with you, and I'm glad we sort of changed the walkout song. I'm I'm glad we changed the walkout song. I love the I love the Stone Roses, and I love this is the one, but that is not I don't think that is our song that it should just be can't help falling in love because that song last night because last night proved that it's everyone knows it and we have a we literally have a chant for it and hearing it as loud as it was whenever when all the players were coming out it was actually genuine something special I couldn't I, I never heard anything like it before it Actually made me feel it made it made Deepdale feel like a fortress and very hostile towards the opposition. I would I would have hated being a Blackpool
2: player walking out. Mm-hmm. What well, do you think, Tom? Do you like it? Yeah, I think to be fair, I don't you actually remember all that happening. I can't lie. So I can't really comment on the <laughs> I, think it, <laughs> I think we were giving it to the Blackpool fans during that, but uh no, it is a good thing to do. I think it's obviously going to take a while to manoeuvre into doing it every game, I think, because obviously yesterday was like a huge game and so there's always going to be more people up for doing it. But it's a good start and I think the Blackpool fans probably saw what we were all about last night, I think, just on and off the pitch. They probably disrespected us a little bit, like our... Oh, uh, footballing abilities and how our fans, how passionate our fans were but if they were in any doubt then I'm pretty sure last night would have squashed that
0: mm-hmm. Well I mean the game kicked off and the, the roar from kickoff was I mean even that was the loudest thing I've heard at Deedale in a while it was the most passionate night I've, I've seen at uh, I I lost my voice completely shouting from almost the top of town head. Um, But yeah, it was absolutely rocking. And we got off to, a, I mean, 12 seconds in and Ben Whiteman's, you know, absolutely smashing the ball at Josh Bowler that almost, almost sets him off for an early chance. You just knew it was going to be one of those nights because, you know, it's going to be a gritty challenge. You know, Brad Potts going full, I'm. Not, I'm not sure who he was against, but he went absolutely smashing into a Blackpool player, and you're like, you know what? This is going to be a big, they, big
1: yeah. night. It, it felt like even the team huddle before the kickoff. We never ever do that. So what? So clearly they thought they they know how much this means now. They 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 just they get they got it. They absolutely got it, and they encapsulated what it meant to the fans, and they were just going in. Hundred and ten percent. Every challenge, every pass. It seemed like every pass of the ball and every kick was celebrated by the fans. You know, everyone was getting behind. There was no negativity whatsoever, which is you know, you know, what is needed on derby days. And you know, we were absolutely. The fans were absolutely excellent, and uh, we played as. I think we played as big as a role as the players did. Mm, and then players, they they just they projected what we were. Putting, giving them, you know, but energy they put it out, and they, we never seemed like we lost legs. Did we make one substitution? Yeah, it was Ali McCann for uh, Greg Cunningham. Exactly. Everyone was absolutely running through walls. Even in the 90th minute, I'm thinking, why? What's going on? Where's this energy come from? Hmm. It's like it, It's like we didn't play on Saturday. You can debate whether we did or not, but we literally played Barbie on Saturday. And now on Tuesday night, we're still running in the 90th minute against Blackpool. Like, does that not tell you just how much that means to them? It's absolutely amazing just to see like the energy about the players and how much they actually wanted it. Yeah,
0: I think it epitomises what Ryan Lowe said at the uh, meet the manager, where he said, "You do your job, and I'll do. I'll make sure me and my players do ours." And I think we both met in the middle there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sure what you thought, Tom.
2: Um, yeah uh, well going back to october when we played them at bloomfield road like i think all of us said like we 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 lacked passion they wanted it more than us um and that's kind of why the result happened but it was the polar opposite last night they probably were in the situation we were in uh, kind of crumbled a bit under the pressure um Everyone putting everything to it. I thought the midfield three were just magnificent all night. Like they just dominated all three of theirs. Um Josh Bowler didn't get anything out of Cunningham, didn't get anything out of McCann, really. Um everyone, like I really, if I was asked to choose a man of the match, like you could give it any eleven of them, but that's exactly what we needed and we couldn't be happier with the way it went.
0: Uh, it's an absolute opposite from, you know, the result of Bloomfield Road. And I, I know uh, I know we got a bit of a stick actually last time um, <laughs> uh, for, for, for our, our reaction to the Blackpool game. And, you know, we were passionate and we were just there like, you know, we could have got so much more from the game. I, I remember... A certain quote Reece on had Keo on toast but I mean
1: it was he clear that Cameron
0: it, well Cameron Archer had him on toast last night and he probably had him with some marmalade and jam actually to be fair
1: I'm pretty sure Keo's head still on the M55 because yeah, he his head did. is gone he was awesome <laughs> oh, yeah. seeing him and Chris Maxwell have meltdowns just made everything just ten times amazing because yeah, well, it was just immense
0: yeah, yeah. So Cameron Archer definitely had care on toast this time. So um, I, I, I know I know our listeners down the M55 over the last episode. If they are listening to this episode, um, hi, yeah, well, hi. <laughs> no, but
2: we are like,
0: we are superior. <laughs> uh, no, but like it was it was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction from you know the cut. Cl- the club was in disarray at Bloomfield Road, and now you know we're under low. It, it was just a special night, and you, we can give and take all we want between fans, but you know the better team won on the day. And you know, well, what what what's more to say about that? Uh, I mean, Cameron Archer, what well, he's he's written, he's written his name as a legend at Preston North End. After that, there is no
1: doubt about it. I'm on my knees yeah. to get it
2: next season.
1: On my knees, but I know how unlikely it is. Uh, but yeah, um, Cameron Archer, I, <clears throat> I, I, I'm convinced he's going very far. He's going far in football. He's he's just got the right attitude. He's got he's got the maturity. He's also got that sort of rawness you need. To succeed, um, his finishing is immense. That that goal was just. Oh, I'm I'm still kind of, I'm still baffled how that went in a little bit. But then again, that just tells you just how great he is. Uh, he, he was he was he was amazing.
2: Go on, Tom. What are your thoughts on Cameron Archer? Yeah. Um. He's probably a bit quiet last three games uh, before Blackpool. And it's to be expected, he's like, what, 20 and playing in championship football for the first time. It's physical. And he probably hasn't been getting the best service. Uh, even when he's been scoring, a lot of it has been like him creating something out of nothing, hasn't it? Um, mm. But last night, he just, just terrorised them all night, really. Like, they just... The only part like, negative was probably near the end when he should have slipped in Reese, but That's what strikers do, don't they? They, they want to and score selfish. more goals. Um, so you can't really argue with him for that, and it didn't cost us in the end. But like he was just brilliant. And I saw Lowe's comments after the game saying, hopefully we'll get him back next season if Villa sign a, a big hitter up top, um, so that would be great to have him a full season. You'd you'd back him to get at least twenty goals, um, mm-hmm. and him and Reese a piece. Like you, you could see them both getting well into double figures. Um, so that would give us a great chance going into next season. But it's just been a pleasure really to watch him for what the last fifteen games that he's played for us. He's just a class class act, isn't he? Um, yeah, different Graven. And like the shushing to the Blackpool fans just puts him down in folklore now, doesn't it? Like he'll always be remembered for he was the one that put the ball in the Blackpool net. So
0: you'll nice need thing. another picture,
2: won't you? You've got a
0: uh, nice little picture with Tom Clark T-shirt on. You'll need the Cameron Archer one now, Tom. Yeah,
2: I'll uh, <laughs> I'll be buying one of them for sure. Like just oh, we we'll, can't be happier than to buy one of them. Like you, you just hoped. To- like, leading up into the game, you're thinking someone can make themselves a hero here. Like, we still talk about Tom Clark. like, what, nearly nine years later, in the same breath. Um, mm. So Cameron Archer will always be remembered for it. And
0: yeah,
2: it's just great feeling. No, no matter what he does in his career now, he'll always be remembered by Preston North End fans for that goal. Yeah, he'll be loved every time. Like... I've always been looking at his career. Hopefully, he gets, plays for England one day, plays for Villa scoring goals in the Prem, because that's where I believe he will go to. And it's just a matter of when, really, not if.
0: And I mean, I'd also say it's a massive thing for other potential low knees looking in at Preston North End, thinking, you know what, I can further my career at Preston North End. <laughs> It's it's definitely it's it's a win for both sides, really. Because even if we do if we if we don't get Archer back, you know, you've got he's got other low knees looking in if we do go to you know inquire about them. Ryan Lowe can literally just show clips of Cameron <laughs> Archer and just say, Listen, this is what we can do at Preston North End.
2: Yeah. Um it it's good that we need to use the loan market more, really. Like I know we have done this season but in the past we've been a bit reluctant to do it because they're not actually our players but look at the three loanies that we've brought in this year they're all Premier League quality really if we're being honest and the if we'd have had a better start we'd probably be in and around the playoffs because of them but uh, you've got to look at that and I'm sure Aston Villa will be really impressed with how Archer's developing and they'll have a few loanees and Liverpool as well. Um, we'll see how Sepp's doing and and they'll say, well, Ryan Lowe seems like he's a good man manager. He, he can get the best out of these players and they can come back ten times the player they were and that's what we want really. So I'd expect a few loans in summer, hopefully one or two back that are already here and we can push on.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I know you mentioned Lowe being a man manager. Um, there was a, a little bit of a point on the last podcast when the last time we scored in the first half, and we did. I mean, I know it was in injury time, but, you know, we've scored in the first half for, what, the first time since? West, West Brom, weren't it?
2: Yeah. West Brom went Right late on as well. That was... Pretty sure that was around 46th minute. So, it's been a bit bizarre that, but to fair, last night, uh, we were a bit unfortunate not to be 1-0 up earlier than that. Like, yeah. Hughes had that header, Brown slipped after it hit the bar from the <sighs> cross that got deflected like <sighs> from Pops. Um, I was I so was we, certain that I was about a fly-in from Brown. Yeah, yeah. He slipped a few times last night and I was gutted because it was like an open net and when he was on the floor, Cunningham had a shot and that was probably going in and it just got blocked again and it was no, just on four. It, it hit
0: Brown on four.
2: Yeah, it hit Brown, so it went out it went out for a goal kick, but uh, it was a good start. Like we've been a bit general last night. We got we got out in front of the off and I can't really remember a clear-cut chance for Blackpool. Like, well, they had no shots on target, did they? The only slight chance really was the free kick, right at the death, and I, oh, my heart skipped a beat at that point. But um, that was the only one, really. So we limited them to to nothing.
0: Fair play to Ryan Lowe and Mike Marsh and start to end, they got it absolutely spot on, and. It was probably the only – well, I know the Rovers game as well, but this was the game that they needed to get it right, and they did. They absolutely did. And I think that's perfect for what epitomised epitomises Preston North End. But it might, might not have been, like, world-class technically, but you know what? Every single player on that pitch showed fight and showed determination. And, you know, we, we had a moment of magic with Cameron Archer – I thought the midfield was superb. I thought Daniel. I thought Daniel Johnson was absolutely spectacular last night. Um, ben Whiteman was superb. Alan Brown either flying in for a challenge or anything. Every player fought for that badge, and that's all you can ask for as a fan. And you know, I, I'm not sure what the actual gate was, but I'm, I'm sure there might have been a few people on Deepdale for you know. A first time potentially, or you know, coming back after um, a few times, you know, these types of games, these derby games that bring in big crowds, they are perfect for you know, wanting fans to come back. Because if you went to Deepdale for the first time, or you know, the first time in a long time yesterday, after that performance, if you if you're if you aren't thinking to yourself, hey, I want to go back, then. What more can you do? Yeah,
2: it, it's like, we've had so many big occasions where we've not turned up, and people have probably thought, "Oh, why do I? Why would I bother coming back after that?" Like the Derby game for Trevor, um just didn't turn up. It was just a poor performance, and no one came back. But if you w- went last night and. You were kind of a lapsed fan, or you were new to to coming on the footy. You'd you'd look at that that and think, "Wow, I well, want more of that." And obviously, it's not always going to be like that. There'll be ups and downs, but those downs are made so worthwhile when you get moments like that, aren't they? They, they just make it all all worth it. Um, so it was just unbelievable. Like I've watched that the goal back, probably about a hundred times and that's probably an understatement like just what a night I I don't know what what more we can
0: say on the the game because like (laughs) the passion even Greg Cunningham winning a uh, throw-in down uh, down the end I've I've never heard a roar for a throw-in more in my life it was like we scored a goal and you know, keeping the ball in the corner, um, you know, just a raw Brad Potts fist bump in the town, and it was, it was absolutely spectacular. And you know, Deepdale was absolutely rocking last night. It was the best. It was the best I've ever experienced at Deepdale by a country mile. And I hope that experience comes more and more. And, you know, Ryan Lowe's even said that this is the first thing that, you know, he, he's done at North End that he's, you know, proud of, properly proud of, and he can't wait for more. And I know he said he wanted to bring, you know, the fans back. If, if we can make, you know, the atmosphere like it was last night, you know, a more regular thing, I know maybe we won't be, you know, as passionate because we'll be coming up against teams that might not be Blackpool but if, if we start building the atmosphere more and more in detail like we did last night then you know I I, th- I think if you can't if you can't influence the team you can't influence the team more than you know last night like every challenge every you know just everything was fought for by the fans.
1: And I want to say as well, Brad Potts running in front of the Blackpool fans when we scored. Uh, <laughs> inject it. Mate. Oh, I love that man even more. He Because, you know, as a former Blackpool player, he could have easily just, you know, been a bit respectful. But, you know, he does not care. He actually does not care for them whatsoever. And I love that for him. You know, he could have done the easy thing and, like, oh, as a former player, I'm not going to celebrate too much, but he he just, no, nah, I loved it. <laughs> he just ran, he didn't care, he got abused, but he did not care one bit. And, you know, I think that just epitomises what a man he is and what, you know, that's a player that is, you know, just rejuvenated. I also... I also... This season, this I also season.
0: I also want to mention um I I, th- I think there's been a post on well, a post of a vlog, like a cut of a vlog, where oh, um, right. yeah so so someone someone said that Cameron Archer left one in on uh, Grimshaw. Do you also, think he intent- do, do, No. You, obviously, obviously, not. obviously obviously um he he um went off with a head injury and went into hospital and um we, we wish him well, obviously at the Butter Pie podcast. Yeah, we. we, we we hope he's uh, doing okay. I-, I applauded him off because no, 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 um, no, no player deserves to go to hospital from a football match, uh, especially a head injury. So we wish him well, and uh, we hope he's back to uh, full fitness soon. Yeah, um, cool. But I-, I, I, I think I think what like from the vlog it showed that uh, well they said that uh, they've left Cameron Archer
1: did it intentionally. No. He's a striker going after the ball. How no? I mean, I me I, got,
0: I couldn't see from town end, but I was just wondering if if it was any different from
1: the car. No. no, he did not do anything intentionally. He went to go get the ball, and the keepers come out and got it. And you know, keepers do that, it's their job. And that's the risk. You might get caught, and he got caught, unfortunately. So um yeah it's no one's fault no one did it no one did anything intentionally so i don't get that argument i also don't get that point i also because i think it's the same people that said that he incited a riot <laughs> yeah it is.
0: Serious. i want to
1: say firstly how can you incite a riot if you lot were quiet oh wow yeah <laughs> you can't but, like oh you made a little bit of noise thank you me. like the <laughs> You made a little bit of noise, but, you know, all I've got to say is thank you. At least we know you were there, at least.
2: <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Tom? Oh, they, like... They, they go on about being the best fans in Europe, well... And I was right next to them, like, the segregation. And, to be fair, before the game, right, yeah, giving it anti-Preston chance and um, a few different songs and whatnot. But as the game went on, I, I genuinely like they were just silent. They just, they, they made a bit of noise every now and then, but I've probably seen five or six teams bring better followings than that this season. Um considering it was their big day out and everything like that, I was expecting a bit more from them really, uh, considering how often they proclaim themselves to be such good fans they weren't really but we outsung them on the cop the cop was the cop absolutely, was absolutely bouncing like obviously being involved in it was amazing and i'm sure from the town and like it looked brilliant and heard brilliant but it was i feel like the the cop made such a difference in the whole like performance in general like it just generated it got everyone around Deepdale going didn't it like Mm-hmm. usually it was the town end and a few joining from other stands, but there was the town end going at it, there was the cop going at it, and the two at the sides kind of uh it just didn't give them that advantage of having every fan behind the goal and uh creating that momentum and they just never got going, probably because of that partly. And it was just what a night and I think really Going into next season, they should definitely look at getting like season tickets on there, maybe 2000 on there, uh, unreserved season tickets. And it can start to create a good atmosphere because everyone was loving it on there, like just <clears throat> absolute passionate as anything. <clears throat> and they, we all got what we deserved in the end. It was just brilliant. It's-
0: I can't put I can't into words. I pretty much, he's the best night in DBL in a long time. And I know I've been repeating myself, but it is what it is. Um, we're going to move on from the Black Bull game unless you guys have anything else to say on it.
1: Averson's mm-hmm. little grin. When he, when he went and claimed the ball towards the end, he made a little grin towards the cop. Ah, oh, beautiful. Again, inject it. <laughs> you
0: sure guys it.
1: I, I want to ask you a question, Ollie. Uh, what Go did the cop look like when it went in? Like when the goal went in?
0: You... I I've not seen limbs like it at North End. Honestly. Like it went absolutely to be fair, like for, for the first five seconds, I, I I couldn't I couldn't see anything. I weren't even looking at the picture. I was absolutely bouncing. Um I saw I saw Jack I saw Bridgie on uh, the town end Jack Bridge if you're listening in, um. So. So um, shout out to Bridgie, he was loving it as well. Uh, um, yeah, it was. The, the town end was bouncing. Um, I saw I saw at the end of Invincibles as well, right near Blackpool fans. That was absolutely mental. And well, you've seen the videos of the cop, haven't you? That was. It was like it was like nothing I've ever seen before at Deepdale, and and it, it, it felt like an away game, like the limbs and the noise. It felt like an away day, and the, it's it's such a, an amazing thing at Deepdale. I, I, that's it. Pretty well. It just it was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was. One of the, uh, probably the best night I've ever experienced at Deepo. Probably the best game ever. Oh, no, the best game I've ever experienced at Deepo. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, we
2: can any- better it next season.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Have you got anything to add on uh, the Blackpool game, Tom?
2: No, just <laughs> no. I think that we've covered pretty much everything there. Uh, yeah, that's it from me for from the Blackpool game. Brilliant.
0: I mean, to end it, what a night. That's it. Um, Now, is there six six games of the season left or seven now? Six. Six. Um, What I would like to mention is uh, from Meet the Manager, uh, Ryan Lowe um, responded by saying they will definitely see a youth team player um, sometime before the end of the season. Uh, which is obviously exciting as a person North End fan because we're bringing you through and Ryan thinks that there's obviously a player there who is ready for first-team football. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask you both, who do you think it is? And then from that, what effects do you think they could have on the first-team picture? So um, I'll come to you think... first,
2: Jack, or Tom, whoever wants to go first.
1: Tom, let's Tom go first.
2: Go on, Tom. Uh, I think from what was said, I think a lot of people are under the impression it's probably Mikey O'Neill, aren't they? Um, he's been doing well in like the central league games, and he'll just give us maybe that something a bit different. And you might as well do it now. Like we've got the big Blackpool game out of the way. We've got six games left with not getting in the playoffs, uh, not going down the right time now to probably experiment and uh, get a few players brought in, maybe not even just Mikey O'Neill, maybe a few more than than him and see what they're about. Probably give him a few sub appearances, maybe a start and see what they're about. Same with a few of the fringe players like that, are maybe looking for contracts like the Abbey and whatever. There's no harm in doing that now. Um with six games to go. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see an academy player get a bit of a chance because I can't even really remember the last debut that was given to an academy player.
0: Ethan Walker?
2: Uh, mm, might have been Joe Rodwell, maybe. Well, that, um, that
0: was, what, was that in
2: the cup? He came on against Swansea, I think, in the league, but it was only like a brief, like two minutes, if that. So we've not really seen a full-on performance from, from an academy player in a while now. So it'll be good to to see a few of them. And it gives you a bit of a reason to come and watch the Dead Rubbers now, doesn't it? Like, see what the plans are for next season and mm-hmm. what type of players we're going to have available because it would be not, love nothing more than a, than a load of uh, young youth academy players get making their way into the first team because they're one of your own aren't they like they just they get it they've been through through the academy probably been in it for years and they just they know what it means so you're going with Mikey Mikey uh, O'Neill yeah I think Mikey O'Neill but I don't think he'll be the only academy player to get a chance either this season or next season I think there'll be more than one this season
0: I, 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 I'd like that. And I'd like that from low, uh, because really the only way you can see if they're good enough for championship is playing them in the championship, really. Um, Jack, who do you think it's going to be? And from that, how do you think they're going to affect the first team picture?
1: Well, I would say Mike O'Neill because Chad Evans is... Well, he went off injured, didn't he? On Saturday. So um Yeah, there's been
0: a few we need that, well, we, need that bro, other, cool.
1: we, yeah, we need that other body up for the forward position. And I'm sure he'll offer that. Because, you know, I've seen him in the central we've we've seen him in the Central League. And I, obviously when I went down to Springfield the other week, he was unlucky. Not I think he scored. I don't think he did actually. He was unlucky not to score, but his his off the ball movement he he can hold it up well and everything he can do what ched Evans does but i think he's got more of an end product than him uh so i think simply because ched Evans is out injured it'll be Mikey O'Neill but i would love to see josh Seary come in because i feel like uh maybe you know he's a fullback isn't he a wingback is he wing back yeah yeah
0: well, he, can play, he can play right he plays right mid um but obviously he can play wing back
1: yeah, so I think he'll be able to give you know Potts a breather, you know, because he's played so many games. You know, give Potts a breather. Put Siri there, you know. He's a he's a very very good player. I like him a lot. Um, but I want to throw Aaron Ben. I, I also want to throw Aaron Bennett hat in the ring, maybe. Mm. Mm. But, you know, he's exceptionally yeah. talented. But is it? Right for him since he's only not. How long has he been back from injury? I think years? he's been back about
0: a month or so.
1: Yeah, That's okay, that one right. might be a bit far fetched, but um, for me it'll be either Mikey O'Neill. Mikey O'Neill's the more likely one, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Siri was to you know get an appearance. Yeah, Josh yeah.
0: Josh Siri was my um my my pick. Um, I'm I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I know I mention it quite a lot in the group chat, don't I? but it's about Josh Seary. Um, I, I think he's really, really talented, and I, I'd love to see him at right wing back. Um, I think he's a top, top talent. Um, I think it could be him, really, because he was he was sat on the bench yesterday. Um, I, I think I saw on his Instagram, but he was either sat right next to the bench or sat on the bench. Um I know he wasn't named in the matchday squad, but he he was there. Um, Lewis Lee, um, yeah, couple, the ball. Could, could push in. Um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure about Mo um, because there's not there's not been much talk. I, I know he signed a pro deal, but there's not been much talk of him recently. I but then again, um, I'd love to see a Mueni in a Preston North End shirt again. Um, but who I think for this season. I I think, actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to put my neck on the line. I think there's going to be three. May, maybe yeah. not starting, but I think there's going to be three youth players. that will get on the
1: pitch, at
0: least. They will get on the pitch, yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick my neck out on the line. Here. Um, I am going to agree with Aaron Bennett um, from you, Jack. I think, it, yeah, he's sexual talent. Uh, I know he's come back from a uh, injury, but you know, he's going to be pushing for a pro contract, aren't he? So yeah. I think Aaron Bennett definitely um, could could be within a shout. And then Mikey O'Neill and uh, Josh Seary um,
1: yeah. and my two others. The Bennett, one, the Bennett one for me is a little bit far-fetched for me simply because he's not been back from injury for that long. But he's, he's already come into the youth games and absolutely torn it up. So maybe he's ready. So maybe he is ready, match fit already. So I, would you know, when we've got nothing, we've got nothing to play for anyway. I'd say just give him a game. See how he does.
0: The, the, the only other game that we need to win is Rovers at home, really. Exactly. I mean, um, just win Rovers at home. Experiment for the rest, really.
1: Yeah, um, PPR this weekend. Keep PPR Mikey this weekend. With, stick Mikey on the bench.
0: <laughs> well f- fingers crossed these youth uh, boys come on and uh, hopefully they uh, impress because there'll be nothing more than you know a Preston North End fan um than one, in one of your own and you know it'll be it'll be insightful for the for the academy as well because they've not really had a chance in the first team picture but if they know there's a track through the academy to the first team it's it's gonna push them on, ain't it boys? Exactly. Oh. Um, but yeah, unless you boys have got anything else to say, this is the this is the episode wrapped up.
1: I would say uh, yeah. I'm gonna say though, I think the the pathway is necessary. We need to show the youth players that there is a pathway because for the past few seasons we've been taken for mugs in terms of our youth players. Well, we've had exciting young players on the books and they've been taken away by you know other clubs. Tyree Stolen is the example. He is exactly that. We've been taken for mugs for him. We should have given him everything uh-huh. he wanted to make sure he remained here. But then again, would he have got out of the game under Neil and that? Probably not, because they didn't really want to risk using new players, but Ryan Lowe's going to want to use these, so yeah, that's all I've have got
2: you got to say. anything to say, uh, Tom? No, no, I think all been covered, uh, yeah, just hopefully a nice end of the season, get a few wins on the board and um, we can have some momentum going into next season, because I know it doesn't mean much now, but you don't want the season to just fizzle out, do you? You want um, to go and get a few wins on the board and you might look a bit more of an attractive proposition come the summer So potential recruits, so yeah, we can have a bit of a relax now, can't we? Just been a long slog of 40 games so far and we've got our big win and now we can just try and enjoy these last six games and hopefully find a few hidden gems.
0: Definitely. Well, thank you boys for coming on.
1: Thank,
2: thank you. Well, yeah. It was a and, fun, uh, pleasure,
0: Cheers, listeners, for listening and uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Cheers, boys. Cheers.